All right, on this episode of the LPDS, we out some celebrity frauds and liars and possibly thieves. We'll get into the end of the junction. We also have a lot of current events, a lot of announcements in the LPDS universe to get into. So we might as well get right into it. It's all coming up right now. All right, Jabronis, we're back. Welcome back to the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. The show that talks about nothing but finds the lessons in everything. Hope everybody had a good week. Mine was not bad. Busy. Hot. Dry. It was humid, but no rain still. Uh, a lot going on, though. A lot going on. So I want to get into a couple, a couple of announcements I want to get into real quick right off the bat. First announcement. I got a couple hotline calls. Thank you for those. They were spectacular. I'm not getting into them in this episode. I'm dedicating a full episode to answer the questions I got from the hotline calls because they were good questions and they take more than the last couple minutes of an episode to discuss. So I want to get into those. So I'll record a future episode dedicated to those calls specifically. So thank you to the to the two folks who uh, submitted those questions. They were great. I didn't forget about you. We're going to get to those to those for sure. Second update: If you remember a few weeks back, one of our fans, the Skuse, Nikki Skuse, got motivated by one of our episodes, a Power of the Mind episode, and talked about how he was going to. Motivated him to get back into fighting weight, back into shape, healthier, exercise more, all that stuff. And he provided me an update. Because like like we said here, we're going to get updates. We're going to keep him accountable. He's going to keep himself accountable. and We're all going to be in this together. And that's what we do here, folks. So just a reminder for all of you, if you have a goal in mind that you want to achieve and you want some help, reach out. The LPDS is here to help all the time. So I got an update from the Skuse. Shout out for for doing this. He's down about seven pounds already, seven, eight pounds. He's exercising. He feels more energized. He's doing his workouts regularly. He's powering through those tough times when he's not particularly motivated to do something, but he's building his discipline back up to get back into it. So down seven pounds in uh, about a month, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, So keep up the good work. Don't get discouraged. If anyone hears seven pounds in a month and gets discouraged by that, don't. That's how you want it to be. You want it to be constant, steady progress. You're building a you're building your lifestyle back up. You're retraining your your brain, your body, everything to get into this new way of living again. It's not a crash diet. It's not you're not cutting weight to go back to your old ways again after you meet your goal. His goal was to get back into a healthier lifestyle, and he's doing a fantastic job. So keep up the good work on there. Thanks for providing the update. 
and we'll we'll check back in in a few to see how it's going. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day, by the way, everybody. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, the weekend's over and we're back to work probably. But uh, holiday weekends are always tough with barbecues and and briskets and sausages and what have you. So I get it. But the key here is you're changing the lifestyle. You're changing everything about yourself and how you live your life, following the big three, being healthier overall. So power through the holiday weekend, hopefully, and uh, and keep going strong. So thanks for the update. Keep up the good work. Um, another announcement, sort of question for you guys, solicitation request. I'm going to be on the road soon. And with that, I'm going to do a couple of road episodes like I did previously in the car. So be on the lookout. I'll try to remember to put it on Facebook too, but be on the lookout, at least on Instagram, when I ask for questions, a little ask me anything situation. Maybe I'll even do the hotline. I'll try to do the hotline that way too, because those are those are questions already asked and I can answer those um on the drive. So there'll be a few episodes coming up in the in the coming weeks, in the next month from the road. So be on the lookout for the question request and start thinking about your questions or comments or things now that you can ask that you want to hear my one cent opinion on and uh and we'll make it happen. All right. Some current events for you guys. We'll kick things off with the sad news first. My great aunt Mary passed away. Now, if you don't remember my great aunt Mary, go listen to a couple episodes ago from about a month ago, The Power of the Mind. She turned 100 years old back in July. Listen to that episode. I'm not going to get into the whole the details of that. But she passed away a month later. And two, two things come to mind thinking about this. One, the only guarantee in our lives is that eventually we're going to die. And as and as uh, dramatic and dark and sad as it sounds, that's why I I talk about thinking about our deaths, and it's part of it's part of the gratitude of the big three, and we'll get into that later. But you never know when it's going to be over, and you want to take advantage of it now and not take it for granted. And I believe my great aunt Mary absolutely took advantage of all 100 years of her life. She accomplished her goal. She set out what she was going to set out to do, and she did it. And that's the second thing. The power of the mind. Go back and listen to that episode. It reminded me once again that you could do anything you set your mind to. And she said, I don't care if I have cancer. I don't care about anything the doctors say any of the odds against me, I am going to live to 100 years old, and she did. And now she's she checked the box. She said, thank you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to tip your waitresses. So long. And she went peacefully. 
So rest in power to my great aunt Mary. It was a sad day, sad, but happy because she did it. She did it all. Everything she wanted to do and set out to do, she knocked it out of the park. And she can rest easy now. And we can all rest easy knowing that she's in a better place. She's not in any pain anymore. She's not hurt anymore. No more struggles. And she's looking down on us, criticizing our apple turnover recipes that we're trying to make compared to hers. She had the, the best apple turnovers in the country. The best. She used to make them and hand them out to cops if she was getting pulled over for speeding. She would give them a couple of turnovers. Bada bing, bada boom, no ticket. That's how good they were. They didn't even want the donuts. They wanted the turnovers. So that's all I want to say about that before I get choked up. Uh, I am um, sad, but I'm happy she's in a better place looking over all of us now. And and I'm thankful for the for the memories and the time spent with her and the stories and the lessons learned from her. So thank you, Great Aunt Mary. All right, moving on along. Slightly less sad news, but still on the sad side so we can get over with quick. Um, Jimmy Buffett also died this past week. So rest in power to Margaritaville. If you like Jimmy Buffett, um, I wasn't. I wasn't not a fan of his, but I wasn't a parrot head or whatever they call themselves. I wasn't a super huge fan, but I have friends who are big fans of his. Um, and he was, you know, he entertained the masses. And that's a thing that I've come to realize late, you know, lately is whether I like that the celebrity or not, they had an impact on other people's lives in a positive way. And so, and Jimmy Buffett certainly did that. So uh, I'm sure the parrot heads will miss him greatly. Now, let's change the uh, the mood a little bit and get out of the get out of the trenches here, the sad trenches mentally and emotionally. The creature and I went to the Yankees Astros game last week. One of the one of the games, and and I'm I'm debating whether I should. Now go to all Yankee games the rest of this year or never go to a one again this season because they stomped the Astros. And I don't know if it's because we were there and we need to be there for the rest of the season to give them any sort of glimmer of hope, even though I think they're basically at mathematically out of the running. Or we should just go out on top saying we went, they won, and that's it. And, you know take our chips off the table now before we lose it all. But they put a whooping on Justin Verlander and the Astros, all the rookies, all the minor leaguers that they have up. They're not even technically rookies because they haven't played enough games yet. They came out and put a hurting on the, on the Astros. Dominguez, what's his first name? Jason Dominguez. I don't know his federal remember his first name. Minor league phenom. First at bat, second pitch, First swing of his major league career home run. Austin Wells, first at bat, base hit. I think Pereira even got a hit too. He's another noob, newbie out there. And then Judge blasted a home run. 
and the world's most dangerous, dangerous man with a bat in his hand, Giancarlo Stan, blasted a home run as well. Now, we say, say this, he's dangerous not because he'll hit 400 and he's a powerhouse at the plate. He's dangerous because if he connects with the ball and you're in the crosshairs, you will die. He hits the ball so hard. I don't know how. He uses only his upper body. His lower body is made of styrofoam. And he wears roller skates at the plate. I don't know how he's able to generate that much power. If he used his whole body, I can't even imagine how hard he would hit, how many people he would kill. I'm dying to see that bastard in the home run derby to pick off some of those humphead kids in the outfield. He's a monster. He's a monster up at the plate when it comes to hitting the ball hard. Not consistently, hard. But he hit a home run. They won 6-2. to I'll probably never go to a Yankee game again until uh, who knows when. But go out on top at least. Awfully quiet. In Minute Maid Park at the Astro Stadium, awfully quiet there, and it was nice to see. I saw a couple. There were actually a pretty decent amount of Yankee fans there too. Pretty stereotypical Yankee fans. A couple fats. A lot of people wearing jerseys that were way too tight for them. Uh, it was fantastic. So, good game, good trip with uh, with the creature there. Now, moving right along, uh, we had a super blue moon go on last week in space. Now, if you don't know what that is, there are things that happen with the moon, phases and stuff that ha- that occurs scientifically that I don't know much about at all, but I know that a blue moon is when there are two full moons in the same month. This is all made up, by the way, by scientists, because again, months are created by man, So it's not like the moon or science or the big man upstairs created a blue moon situation. We did. So it's the second full moon in the the same month of August. And it also happened to fall on the same day that the moon was in a super moon phase, I guess they call it, when it's like the closest it's going to be to the Earth. And... I guess this phenomenon only happens every couple of decades or whatever. So I I don't think it's going to happen again until 2037 where a blue moon and a super moon happen on the same night. But if you went outside and looked at the moon, it looked majestic. My problem with this whole thing is not the moon. I love the moon. I'm pro moon. I love what they've done with the moon. Everything about it. I go and look at it every day. As long as there's no clouds in the sky, I'm looking at the moon. My problem with this all is two things. One, the Instagram and armchair scientists, astronomers, astrologers, I don't know what it is, astronomers that came out of the woodwork to make this a big deal and talk about, oh, don't forget to go watch the super moon. Go check check out the super blue moon. Maybe it's three things I have a problem with. It is three things. So this is the first one. All these people coming out of the woodwork, like they know what they're talking about. Make sure you go out and see it because it never happens. And this and that. It's like, yeah, Instagram told us that. Okay. Thank you for your 
expertise in the matter from scrolling through a couple of Instagram posts about it. I don't need to hear it from you. I appreciate it, though. Thank you. The second thing I have a problem with is the people posting pictures that they took with their cell phones of the moon saying, look how beautiful the super blue moon is. Have you seen anybody's pictures from their cell phones of the moon lately? Have you tried taking a picture of the moon with your cell phone? It's a poopy. 100% of the time, it's a garbage picture. And people post all it is, it's, it's a white dot in the dark sky, the dark background. That's all you see. You don't see the moon. You don't see the size of it. There's no clarity. It's garbage photo- photography. And people post it like, I got to capture this. So when I look at this, now I know what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a super blue moon. I promise you, in three months' time, when people are scrolling through their photo gallery, looking at pictures to delete, and they look at that picture like, why did I take this picture? What was so significant about this? It looks like a white dot and a black background. Stop posting pictures of stuff like that. Stop posting videos of fireworks. Stop recording on Snapchat an entire concert from the stands. Nobody wants to see that crap. If we do, we'll see it live. The moon is out there every night, folks. And everybody can see it every time it's nighttime in your area. The only times the moon is not out are a new moon phase when the sun's reflection, light reflection is not off the moon. When you can't see the sun's light off the moon, and that's why you can't see the moon a new moon. During the daytime, when it's daylight out, you can't see it because the sun's up. And if there's clouds or overcast at night, and you can't see the the night sky because the clouds are blocking it. That's it. Otherwise, when it's nighttime out, you could see the moon anytime you want. You don't have to post a picture of a white dot for everyone to be like, pretend that they're impressed by your photography skills or jealous of that you got to go see the moon. I got to go see the moon too. I'll just walk my stupid ass outside and see the moon. Stop posting pictures of it. It's stupid. The third thing, I don't really have a problem with it, It's just sort of funny and a little embarrassing for some people, but I can't tell you how many people I saw, whether I know them or just follow them on social media, think that the super blue moon meant that the moon was going to be extra blue in color that night. Now, I know Instagram did a pretty good job of trying to play some trickery on us, Because when they posted their pics of the moon to announce the super blue moon is coming tonight, don't forget to go outside and check it out. They purposely put a blue tint on their moon photos. And it likely tricked a lot of people into thinking that meant the moon was going to be physically blue in color that night. And it was it gave me a good laugh, but also was a little disheartening to see how many people thought that it meant 
we're getting a blue colored moon. So, um, you know, figure that out. Anyway, it was a good moon that night. Nice and big in the sky and blue. <laughs> All right, moving on along. Uh, I gotta, I gotta talk about this because I can't control myself and I'm not strong enough yet to control myself. Mitch McConnell short circuited once again for the second time in as many months at the podium, just froze his brain hit the reset button. There was a windows update or something going on inside his old ass noggin and he just froze in the middle of a question again and then they had some fake doctor letter saying he's he was checked out he's good to go i don't know in what existence any self-respecting doctor unless they're getting paid an exorbitant amount of money under the table to say this malarkey would actually think medically that this guy is good to go to be a senator. And this is just another reminder as we come up on election year. And if you didn't realize we're coming up on election year, you'll see with all the different, you know, created chaos that's going to happen soon. New pandemics, uh, new natural disasters, uh, new, you know, Riots, something's going to happen where the politicians are going to start saying, if you vote, you better vote for me coming up this year, or this stuff's going to continue. It happens every four years. We talk about it here on the show every four years. So every election season. Uh, so that's how you know it's coming. But think about this I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, independent, libertarian, communist. Don't be a communist. Uh, whatever it is you believe in. The One of the things I highly recommend we all consider before we place our votes. Look at the candidates running, if they're still alive. Look at the candidates running. And think about this for a second. Would I hire this person? If I owned, let's say you owned a diner, or a convenience store or something, maybe a nice small mom-and-pop diner. Would I hire this person to clean the counters or welcome guests or run the cash register? Are they mentally competent enough to do that? Are they alive enough to do that? Could they be trusted to run a cash register? in a quick, timely manner during rush hour of, you know, the breakfast rush at the diner. If you don't have faith in that person's ability to do that, and you have to think objectively here, I know what we want to say for our teams, we're so strong on our teams, you don't want to admit that these people are incompetent, but if you, if you can't objectively say, yeah, this person can do that, then don't vote for that person to be a politician, to run our government, to lead our entire country. Okay? If they can't stand up there and ask one answer one simple question, 
without physically short-circuiting and losing their marbles, they're not fit to run our country and make our laws and tell us what to do. It could be as simple as that, folks. It's gotten to that point. Can they function on their own? Are they shitting in a diaper? Do they need to be wheeled around and spoken for because they're 100 years old? Stop voting these people in to run our country. They can't run our country. They can't even run their own existence anymore, which is fine. When you're old, that's supposed to happen. Let your kids and grandkids take care of you, go to the nursing home, play some bocce ball, crap your pants, and laugh about it. Stop running our government and our country into the ground, though, and stop voting for these morons. That's what's frustrating. Again, I don't care what side you're on, what your political beliefs are. We're on the same team here, folks. We should be, we should all want to be led by competent people that are going to lead us into prosperity and security and safety. Not these, these dinosaurs, these dead men walking. It's, wild to me anyway that's all i gotta say about that uh what else we got here one more hot take one more hot take and then i promise we'll move on to the to the into the cage segment this is a hot take for a lot of people out there i think this is my personal opinion now trader joe's might be the most overrated store that we have going on in the grocery store realm right now. And I, I guess, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how many people listen to this that love Trader Joe's or not, or, or hate it or feel the same way as me, but Trader Joe's is without a doubt, easily the most overrated grocery store. I don't even, is it, do they consider themselves a grocery store? I don't know. Overrated store going. Not, no, no question about it. With all the hype it gets from the basic bitches out there and everybody on every dating app, everybody answers a prompt saying, oh, Trader Joe's on sun typical Sunday includes going to Trader Joe's and getting their organic corn cobs. The most overrated. They got nothing going for them. Even the stuff that I buy at grocery stores, like my... Cool guy sparkling fizzy water, it's overpriced there. It's more money there than going to a regular grocery store for the same shit, the same exact thing. It's 50 cents to a dollar more per bottle. The only good thing that they have there, the only good thing that I like there is they have their Trader Joe's versions of Reese's mini cups. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, the Trader Joe's version. They're they're close slash comparable to a regular Reese's. It's not bad out there. That's the only thing they have going for. Everything else is completely overrated. 
the store is usually too small. They got all these weird, crappy brands that's that come off as like, oh, mom and pop locally owned, but they're really not. They're secretly owned by other big businesses that they just mass themselves as as mom and pop shops and organic and natural and this and that and cool guy and trendy and they're trash. And you can't possibly do a full grocery shop at that store. You have to go to other places. If you can get all your groceries from there, you're malnourished. There's something wrong with you. You're probably some weird granola-eating, stick-figure-looking human being who's really not getting all the groceries they need, but they refuse to admit that Trader Joe's is hot trash. Hot trash. The only reason why I even would still consider going there is because, again, for some reason, all the all the beautiful people go there. All the hots go there, and I want to be part of the beautiful people's club and mix and mingle with the hots and try to land myself a nice hot one of these days. So I'm going to go in there and try to strike up a conversation with a hot while she's looking at organic corn cobs. And then I'm slowly going to try to turn her against Trader Joe's and and make her see the the truth. I'll take her to a Wegmans. I'll take her to a nice shop right in the rich parts of New Jersey and New York. I'll take her to a Publix that has the best subs. Any grocery store is better. I'll take her to one of the better HEBs in the area. They're hit or miss. I got to be honest about the HEBs, Harold E. Butts. But holy crap, Trader Joe's is so overhyped, it boggles my stupid pea brain mind. Boggles my mind. Don't understand it. Anyway, I don't. I hope there's not a video delay. Damn it! I think I see a, an audio video delay in the in the recording here. If there is, I'll try to fix it for you guys. Don't worry. Uh, if you see it on the episode, just know that I tried. Okay. All right. Now we can get into the good stuff, and we'll step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right, today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by the Libretti Fund. Are you looking to pretend to be a good person or donate money somewhere for the tax write-off, but don't trust the charities out there to do anything real with the money? Then donate to the Libretti Fund. Being the only charity with 0% overhead costs, the Libretti Fund promises that 100% of your donation goes directly into the hands of Libretti. So if you want to sleep soundly at night knowing you donated to a good organization and a good cause and definitely not some scam fund looking to prey on your emotions and steal your money, then visit www.gofundyourself.com. And if you put in the promo code BOSCO, they'll take an additional 29% out of your income to donate directly to the fund. That's the Libretti Fund. Money for Libretti. That's all I got to say about that. Donate. All right. The Cage Fact. Real quick today. Did an interview. Shocker. Love Nick Cage interviews. I wish I could interview him one day. That would be something special. Let me tell you something. I don't even know. I wouldn't be able to interview him. I'd probably pee my pants and crap myself like I'm a senator and uh, freeze up. 
but he did an interview and he was talking about uh, directors that he really wants to work with before he retires or he's done uh, doing the day, the, the thing. Um, and the four directors he said that he almost needs to do movies with are Christopher Nolan, obvious Batman, Oppenheimer, Dark Knight, Batman, you know what I mean? Uh, some other stuff. Um, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers. I think those two do horror movies. I haven't heard of them myself, but I guess they do horror movies. Um, and he's a horror guy. I think one of them, either Aster or Eggers, obviously one of them, that's what I just said, uh, is doing a remake of Nosferatu, which would have been perfect for Nick Cage to be Nosferatu, which is Dracula, but I don't know if he's considered for casting of that or if they already casted that part or whatever, but um, yeah, I would love to see Nick Cage in a horror movie done, directed by a horror movie guy. So that would be cool. And then the fourth one was Spike Lee. Now, Spike Lee hasn't made a movie in quite some time. Mostly what he does now is sit at the Nick games and some Yankee games and brings them bad luck and they both stink for it. Um, but he made a lot of, a lot of movies in the eighties and nineties. I'm curious what role Nick Cage would play in a Spike Lee joint. Maybe, maybe Spike Lee did a documentary or something recently in the past couple of years. I don't, I don't necessarily remember, but I'm curious to see what he would play. That would be an interesting combination, an interesting partnership there to see how Spike Lee would write Nick Cage into one of his movies. So I'm actually curious. I'd like to see that happen as well. Um, I played baseball, summer baseball with Spike Lee's half brother, younger half brother, Arnold. And thankfully, Arnold doesn't listen to this. In fact, I don't even know where Arnold's doing anymore, but really nice guy. Great, great, great human being. Loved Derek Jeter. Stunk up the baseball field. Absolutely stunk it up. He might have batted 0.65 in the summer. He even had the same batting stance as Derek Jeter. The same swing. He played shortstop. He did everything just like Derek Jeter. The only difference was that he stunk. There was no success there. He would swing beautifully right through the ball. And uh, it was tough to, tough to watch. Nice guy. The family was very nice to me, despite what the haters of the Spike Lee family say. I don't necessarily agree with everything Spike Lee says or does in his life, but if you're nice to me and you're not a, a bad human being, I got no problems with you. We can disagree on stuff. We can share different opinions on everything. And it's all good. And the and the Lee family was very nice to me and supportive. And they, and, uh, they came to a lot of the games. Arnold's parents were always at the games um, watching him suck up the field alongside of me. So it was a good time, a good summer. Uh, but, yeah, those are the four directors that Nick Cage wants to work with. So... 
Moving on along, we'll go into the junction and spin the logo up. All right. We got some frauds here we have to talk about. Okay. Some celebrity frauds and thieves. And I'll discuss and I'll and I'll explain that. And you know, I don't I'll just go throwing around these big words and accusations towards people I haven't met before, but there's obvious copyright infringement going on and idea theft by some celebrities. Now, this story was brought to my attention by a true friend and brother, Big Mike Maloney. So thank you for the submission and sending this story to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bone Crusher, I'm just kidding. Bone Crusher sent me this story. It was a video of Oprah Winfrey and and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson um, starting a, a fund, a donation fund for the people of Maui after the electrical fires that were that started over there and and uh and decimated the island and killed a lot of people unfortunately and um the people the survivors are trying to pick up the pieces and get their lives back so these people these two decided to create a fund for it great on paper sounds great right we're created the fund to donate this money to help these people out now there's a lot of backlash if you watch the video on Oprah's Instagram and you look through the comments, there's a lot of backlash going on. Um, and the opinions of people are, one, this is completely tone deaf by these two celebrities, mainly because the, the video starts out with Oprah Winfrey talking about how she saw Dolly Parton, another big-time celebrity, donated money to help the people out. She donated her own money to help the people out. And Oprah Winfrey says, and I saw Dolly Parton donate this money, and then I knew the answer on how we can help. And I talked to my friend The Rock here, and The Rock's like, yeah. And she told me her idea, and I was like, that's the absolute answer. I couldn't agree more. Let's be just like Dolly Parton. And then instead of saying, so... The Rock and I are going to donate millions of dollars to help these people out. No, they said the answer that they got inspired by Dolly Parton, who donated her own money, was to start a foundation, a fund to get your money sent to them, donated directly to them so that they could give the people of Maui the money on your behalf. Because there's a lot of organizations and charities out there that people don't trust and they don't know where the money's going. But if you send it to Oprah Winfrey and The Rock, they promise that the money will go directly in the hands of the Maui survivors, the fire survivors. And that's what a lot of people are bitching about was how ridiculously tone deaf it was. They didn't mention anything about the money they donated. Now, I did a little digging there. And The Rock put out another video a few days later talking about the progress of the fund and people donating and how grateful he is of it. And he made sure he put in the in the caption that he donated $5 million of his own dollars. Now, again, that sounds like a really nice gesture. Really good amount. Thank you, The Rock. However, 
Rock, and I love The Rock. WWE, The Rock, love him. He was almost on my Mount Rushmore. I was, we talked about that in a previous episode. But if you go to the fund that they created, to the website, and look at the donation total, their goal was to donate $1 million. And they are currently at $715,000 of that donation. So where did the $5 million of your money go, Rock? If you donated it, why didn't you at the very least add it to the fund for the visual aid just to show like, hey, here it is in here. You just put it in the caption that he donated. But because we blindly trust these two mega celebrities, don't worry. We trust that the money went went where it needs to go. They didn't even they didn't even spend the time on the website to make it look like the money was in the fund. They didn't even add that money into the pot. So who knows if it actually was, you know, donated or not. Oprah Winfrey, I still have yet to see anything she posts about if she actually donated her own money. Which brings up the other complaint that people had, specifically more so about Oprah than The Rock. But a couple things about Oprah that people are up in arms about, apparently. One, she took this idea. Dolly Parton said she donated her own money, and Oprah decided, I'm going to answer that call by collecting other people's money to donate. The second problem they had with Oprah, which is a big problem for some of these people, is that a couple problems, actually, all related. Oprah's a billionaire. A mega billionaire, multi-billion dollar rich person, whatever you want to call it, a multi-billionaire. That's what I was thinking of. I'm an idiot. Sorry. She could donate $100 million right now and help every person, every survivor out tenfold if you do the math. And it wouldn't even put a dent in her pocket it wouldn't even make a dent in her pocket and it's a tax write-off for her if she donated all that money so it'd be even better for her but instead she wants us poors to cough up our student loan money and our milk money and our kids powdered milk money to go Donate instead so she doesn't have to. But she still looks like she comes out on top by creating this fund with The Rock. Second thing, third thing, I guess, about Oprah that people are complaining about, and this is where they start putting on the conspiracy uh, tinfoil hats a little bit, is Oprah owns the majority percentage of the private land on Maui. Now, of course, her land magically did not get touched by these fires. So the tinfoil hat wearers are all over that one. But she continues to buy up hundreds of acres of land, almost thousands now, and she's set to buy up more land, specifically land that was just burned to the ground and is being sold for pennies on the dollar. 
So she can't, I guess she can't donate money because her money is tied up in buying the island. And it brings up the question for these people. Where is the donation money going to go when you own the island practically? Why are you buying up so much land in Maui right now to take over? What sort of weird, nefarious schemes are you running? Is this just a publicity stunt for over? Because her name has been in this story since the fire started. The tinfoil hat wearers have been all over Oprah since the fire started. Her name has been on the front page of all the all the non, you know, mainstream media. So maybe this is her ploy. She gets out in front of it. She gets her name out there in a different light so people forget the fact that she's buying the island practically. So people are mad about that. And there's a it just and and the the overarching sort of uh, angst and anger over this whole thing by people, especially in the comments of the video, is that here are just two super rich celebrities, super rich celebrities that can literally take out the cash that they have in their own pocket and solve the problem immediately without without making a dent in their bank accounts whatsoever. They can they can do, donate 100% of all the money needed to help these survivors out, just the two of them, not including all their celebrity friends that are all super millionaires and billionaires. They just need five of their friends to donate pennies on, you know, in percentage, you know, proportion to what they actually own themselves what actually what their what their worth is and they'd be able to solve this problem themselves but instead they think that they're coming out on top and looking like these these uh magnanimous benevolent human beings i don't even know if those are the right words by creating this fund to donate so that we're essentially they're just asking the poor to donate instead and again i know the rock said he donated five million that remains to be seen or proven because it's not showing up anywhere yet. Now, all these people have these problems and they you can consider them valid, invalid. You can say they're conspiracies, whatever you want. That's not for me to decide right here. My problem with it all, this is where the thievery comes into place. It's not so much that they're taking money from the poor people, and we really don't know what they're doing with it. They say, because we're rich celebrities and you love us on Instagram and social media, don't worry. You could trust us to give the money direct to people. We're going to hand it out all to the people directly. Don't worry about it, and we'll account for it. Trust me. Everything will be above board. Forget about that for a second. Here's my problem. The name of the fund is the People's Fund, and the tagline of the fund is money directly to the people of Maui. Now, some of you pro-Dwayne Johnson guys, and I'm a pro-Dwayne Johnson's guy, Dwayne Johnson, how you doing, will say, well, He's the rock. He's the people's champ. So, of course, it's going to be called the people's fund. That's an easy out, rock. 
I love you, but that's an easy out. Because we all know, we all know any self-respecting millennial or older knows that this is a direct idea thievery from George Costanza's human fund that had the tagline, the human fund, money for people. And these two rich, tone-deaf, out-of-touch windbags made this entire video and this entire foundation thinking that this was this is a great idea. I love it. What can go wrong? And they use the exact same tagline and name for the fund, the People's Fund, money directly to people. They just added a couple little words in there to make it sound like it was their own idea, but they stole, They not only are they stealing the money from the poors for this foundation, this fund, they stole the idea from a poor guy, a guy struggling his entire life just to make it they had to scrap and hustle and scheme just to survive out there in New York City. And they even stole the whole idea from him right under his fat, bald feet. And now they repackaged it and they put their beautiful, good-looking, chiseled body celebrity structures in front of the camera Thinking we're idiots. That's what they do. They're thinking we're idiots. Not going to pick up on this. These people are stupid and they love us. Not only can we steal George Costanza's idea entirely, but we can get them to pay for it too. We don't have to pay any money out of our pocket. In fact, we can even say we did. We can go as far as to say we did and never actually do it because we hired a nincompoop to update our website numbers and forgot to, to fake add that number to make it look like we actually donated. And they people will still believe us and they'll still donate and we'll, we'll come out looking like mother fucking Teresa. Sorry, Terrence, family show, I get it. But we here at the LPDS are not gonna stand for that. We see right through the bullshit and as much as I love The Rock, and as much as my mother loved Oprah back in the day when she had the number one rated daytime show out there when she was fluctuating weight every every month, just because they're super well-liked and well-known celebrities, that does not mean you're going to pull this fast one by us. If you think you're going to steal our money and the idea of the man from one of the, if not the best sitcoms of all time. You got another thing coming. And the people finally are waking up to it because the comments in that video were overwhelmingly calling out the bullshittery going on with these two jabronis. Trying to pull a fast one on us. First of all, the fund was only, the goal was only a million dollars. That's literally what's in your wallets right now, both of you. 
You can pull out your wallets right now or get your your assistant who's standing behind the camera jerking off just to the sight of both of you and be like, hey, go in my rock-sponsored Under Armour bag and pull out a million. And that's it. It would have been done. You don't need the fund, nothing. But they had to get on camera. They had to look great. It's like they're all they're always campaigning to be the best of the best because we know The Rock's probably going to try to run for president in a few years. So he's got to build this track record of being the best of the best and the most magnanimous and benevolent and whatever, whatever you want to call it. Meanwhile, it's a, it's a the emperor's new clothes. It's a con. Why are you asking us for our money? You have all the money. Both of you combined have more money than 99.999% of the rest of the country. Between the two of you alone, go spend the money yourselves. Take a page out of Dolly Parton's book, actually, and donate your own money and solve the problem yourselves. Don't ask the victims of the Maui tragedy to donate to their own cause. We can't do it. They can't support. Not we, not me. They can't support. And the fact that that's that's what the saddest part is about this all is these two who worked their asses off early on in their lives to make it this far, and God bless them for a good honor for working that hard, have just taken off so far out of the normal stratosphere of human society that there's not one person within their camp of hundreds of people on their teams to push back and say, hey, this might backfire on you. This might not be the look you think it's going to be. That's how far removed they are from normal society right now. And again, good for them for making it there. That's where I hope to be one time, one day. But it's just so laughable to see these people steal, literally steal ideas and money directly from us and try to mask it and hide it under this benevolent cause, this fake benevolent cause. And I don't care about the video, I don't care about the tone deafness. I care that they stole an idea and then lied about it. I care about the lies. It's the lies that get you. They gave no credit whatsoever to George Costanza or Seinfeld. They gave no cre real credit to Dolly Parton. In fact, actually, they inadvertently probably made Dolly Parton look better because they out of themselves as frauds. We saw Dolly Parton give her money. So we're going to do the same thing by stealing your money and giving it to the people. And then we're going to kick this short, fat, quirky, bald man down while he's already on the ground and beat the shit out of him even more so by stealing his idea.
his direct idea, money for people. Money for people. It is one of the most famous clips of Seinfeld, the human fund. From the Festivus episode, he made up the fund to get donations at his job when he worked for Kruger Industrial Smoothing. And he gave out little cards that said, a donation has been made in your name for the human fund. Money for people. And these two tone-deaf thieves added two extra words. Money direct for people of Maui. That's all they added. Direct to the people of Maui. Don't donate your money to them. Don't do it. It is a scam. It is more of a scam than the Libretti Fund is because at least the Libretti Fund said straight up, we're not a real fund. This money is just going into Libretti's pockets. It was also read during the fake sponsor read of the Into the Cage segment. There is no confusing what that is. That is a joke. That is fake. That is a scam. Those people are pretending what they're doing is real and helpful and heartfelt and makes them the best and on top of the world and the nicest people ever. We see right through the bullshit, guys. We see right through it here at the LPDS, and we're not going to stand for it. At the very least, put out a video and give the man credit. Give Costanza his flowers. The poor, short, fat, bald bastard has been dying for his accolades for decades now. That was one of the most famous Seinfeld clips you see. The human fun. Money for... I can't say it enough. Ask anybody who's ever watched Seinfeld ever, and you just say the human fund, and they will almost always respond with money for people. And these two rich bastards swimming in pools of gold coins like Scrooge fucking McDuck steal it right from him and then laugh about it. And that's the only thing that's sort of like full circle in this whole thing is that George Costanza gets the same result as he always does. Everything backfires and he ends up the laughing stock of the community. And this time it's at the expense of The Rock and Oprah Winfrey the billionaires who stole his idea and are now profiting off of it. I guess kudos to them for doing it right under his nose, right in front of his stupid face, and nobody can do anything about it. But we're not going to stand for it. And that's all I got on that, folks, because I'm heated over something so stupid, I'm not going to donate my money to them. I hope an apology video gets issued for this absolute, obvious, tone-deaf scam and thievery. And uh, we'll see how it goes. So they've been put on notice. But that's it. Before I go, the big three, for all the newcomers out there, the big three, the three pillars to staying strong and being a better, happier, kinder, more genuine, healthier human being and to spread that positivity and goodness and health and wealth and 
productivity and love throughout the masses. Number one, exercise every day. Anything you got to do, do one thing to exercise physically, mentally, or emotionally every day, whether it's working out, going for a walk, reading a book, doing a crossword, praying, meditating, doing breath work. Do one thing to exercise yourself physically, mentally, emotionally every day. Number two, the hardest thing to do, don't be a shitty person. Be a kind person. A genuinely kind person, not a fake kind person. But when the opportunity arises to be a shitty person and to respond negatively, especially on the social media, on the internet, where it's much easier to do that and think you're not affecting people's emotions and their livelihoods, detach from your emotions on the on the situation, take the step back, and remove yourself entirely. And just by doing that simple act or of inaction, you will minimize the negativity and shit going on in the world. Number three, the most important one, be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. Think about at least one thing. Start just, just start it out by thinking about one good thing you have in your life and what your life would be like without that thing. And it'll immediately put you in a state of gratitude for that. And as the days go on, you start to think about more and more things slowly but surely so that your your mind is in a state of gratitude more often than not throughout your day. And if you couple that with not being a shitty person and focusing on positivity and productivity and good things in life, and if you couple that with exercising physically, mentally, emotionally, and focusing on your health and wellness in that regard, I promise you, folks, I promise you, this is the 100% guarantee, the only 100% guarantee I may ever make in my life and actually mean it. If you do these three things every day, 100% promise, guarantee that eventually you will become a better, happier kinder, more genuine, healthier human being, and you can spread that goodness and positivity throughout the land. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends and enemies. Um, hit the hotline, 202-670-1114. Be on the lookout for the, for the questions on Instagram. You can answer on Instagram, or you can call the hotline, 202-670-1114. Uh, so that we can have some fun road episodes. There's going to be a lot of road driving, road tripping, idiot, road tripping going on. So we'll hopefully have a couple, a few episodes out of that. So get the questions going and send them in. Thank you guys again. I love you all. Stay strong.